And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, in the last month, I've been thinking about putting together a show that really hones in on what I think is needed now more than ever. There's so much toxicity and divisiveness in the nation, and I'm not even going to focus on that per se this show. What I am going to focus on is the solution or one of the solutions, and I believe in my heart of hearts that that is ministry, and we're going to be talking about that today. I'm actually bringing in a co-host, a very special co-host for the show, and you know him if you listen to the Answer San Diego and the It's Your Life radio program. Of course, I am talking with the one, the only James J.C. Cooley, motivational speaker, host of the James Cooley show, It's Your Life. He's also an author, country boy, city boy, a journey that ain't over yet. And he also has an audiobook of that book that you can pick up. He's also president, CEO of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. JC, welcome to the show again. I always love having you a part of my conversations. Well, no, you know, it's an absolute pleasure uh, always being on your show. And it's always an absolute pleasure just chatting with you uh, and just understanding that all of the greatness, all of the things that you're doing across the county of San Diego, not just that, but uh, across the world. Uh, is also influential, and we also must have an understanding that the world is about love, 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 not hate. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to radiate love from the airwaves today. And um, if that sounds cheesy to you, too bad, because that's just the truth. That's what we're going with. And so since we're talking about ministry today, there's nobody I'd rather have on than my next guest. And that's somebody that is clear. He's concise. He's honest. And if you ask me, he just calls it like he sees it. It's right down the middle. It's not to the right. It's not to the left. And that's why I love the way this guy speaks. I'm talking about, of course, the one, the only Chief Ralph Godby Jr. He's a community advocate, a preacher, a servant leader. Also, I love this part, was appointed as the 40th Chief of Police for the city of Detroit and the youngest in department history. And also, back in 2018, was appointed as the Chief of Police of the Detroit Public Schools Community District, and also a sought-after expert on various media platforms, and currently the Chief of Staff at Triumph Church in Detroit. Chief, welcome back to the show. Noah and James, I've been looking forward to this day ever since we planned it, and it's finally here. So good to be back. Well, it's good to have you. It's good to have you. So let's just get right on into it. The topic today is much needed, as I said at the beginning of the show, with all the turmoil going on. It is ministry as a whole and why we need to focus on that and bring it into the communities that we live in, not just here in San Diego County, but across the United States. So first off, Chief, how important is spirituality to you? Oh my God, it's everything. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of times we forget that we're spiritual beings and we get so caught up on the form and shape of them. Uh, how pretty they are or not, uh, how fit they are or not. And, and we forget the essence of who we are. We're spiritual people. And, you know, I, I, I think it has just been highlighted to the nth degree uh, in meeting you and James and Michelle and just having just real-life conversations uh, that, you know, they transcend race, they transcend gender, uh, they transcend politics. And, you know, I look forward to a day, hopefully in the very near future, uh, that there's more of a premium on conversation 
and fellowship. Unfortunately, as great as technology has been, uh, it has created such a a gap um, in you know authentic communication. Uh, people can you know get very boisterous and boisterous and say uh, things that they probably wouldn't say to a person face to face. And it, it is just, I, I think we've been very immature with the tools that we've been given as a society. Uh, and I think they have a greater good that can be achieved, but nothing beats just communication, uh, the human touch, uh, the voice uh, of people talking to each other and not just uh, texting. Uh, so these opportunities, it, 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 that's why spirituality means so much to me, uh, Noah. And, you know, I love this conversation and how ministry is, a, you know, it's a part of everything that we do. Were you always so spiritually mature? I, I mean, I, I know the crux of it because I've talked to you before, but I really want to just also expand on it if people have heard our previous chats. Or did God have you complete a few life trials, as it were, to get you to where you are today? Oh, Noah, what a, what, a, what a wonderful question, and I love the way you frame that. Um, trials and tribulations, uh, horrible choices, uh, some victimization and trauma that I've been blessed to overcome. And through that uh, process of maturation, learning how to, first of all, uh, take accountability for my own behavior uh, and responsibility uh, for my own spiritual well-being and good health, uh, but also how I relate to people. And I think the greatest quote that I've, I've heard relative to communicating with people, and I say it often uh, with attribution, it's not mine, but so often we, we listen to respond as opposed to listening to understand. And I just thank God, God has, has softened my heart and given me a, a, a more willingness to uh, listen, to understand uh, a, a person's point of view, because everybody's life experiences uh, to one extent or another, it, it, it kind of creates the lens by which they see life. And if you don't understand a person's story, their backstory, their trauma, their victories, if you don't understand those things and you make assessments about who they are and what their, the intent of their communication is, uh, I think that's where we fall very short and in this microwave society, we want everything instantly. We want instant coffee and, you know, as my day say, instant grits and instant everything. Um, we've lost the patience of just getting to know people and to, you know, dig a little bit deeper than the surface. Because uh, people will present you with their representative and put their best face on and we've become so superficial and perfunctory in how we deal with each other. Uh, the depth of conversation to get to know people, um, I, I think that's sorely missing today. I agree with that 100%. And I always say that people hide behind their keyboards. And you know, yes. I love having social interaction. If I can go when I'm in a supermarket, Chief, and I can go to yes. an actual checker instead of to the automated teller, I oh, do it every absolutely. time because I love that interaction. Absolutely. And those are the kind of, you know, and, 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 you know, to kind of bring it back to ministry, those are ministry opportunities. And I don't mean proselytizing people per se. You know, I'm not running around telling people, hey, here's, you know, Psalm 23. 
The Lord is, you know, I, no, that's not what I mean. The personal interaction, uh, I think it gives so much context to the depth that people have. You know, you may be, you know, to use your example of a grocery store, uh, that clerk or teller may be having a horrible day. And just your patience with the clerk. Hey, you know, take your time. I'm in no hurry. You know, thank you for your service. I appreciate what you do. You never know what those type of interactions can do uh, to a person that may be on the precipice of depression. They could be at the register working in spite of losing a loved one. Those are the kind of things that, you know, will become hyper um, reliant on technology and self-service and um, isolation. We miss opportunities to sow into people in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think those opportunities, those, those are missed opportunities to show Christ in, in, in a way that is not, uh, again, preachy, but Christ in action. Because, you know, the greatest witness that you can give somebody, I always tell people, it's not the, it's not the sermon that you give with your mouth, it's the sermon that you live with your life. Amen. And when you treat, you know, you treat people with kindness and respect. Uh, you re- you respect diversity. You you embrace it. Uh, you show an eagerness to learn somebody else's point of view. Uh, those things I think are so endearing and, and and so critical towards building a harmony in society. Uh, again, as great as technology is, and Lord knows I love it. I Facetime my granddaughter every day, uh, who's in North Carolina, and I'm in Detroit. So from that standpoint, I love technology, but by the same token, uh, it has created such a um, a divisive spirit, especially in our country. Uh, I'm 54, and I can't think of a time in my life um, that the country has been this openly divided and just hunkered down in um, partisan uh, behavior. Um, racial behavior, uh, just every reason to separate. And we're the United States of America. And I, I, I think, you know, that is something that we really need to remind ourselves. Uh, we're a tapestry of so many different cultures and um, points of view and ideals. And what makes us great is the fact that we have those different points of views and ideals. And we're allowed to express them in a free and open society. Um, you know, I don't even want to get into the whole cancel culture thing, uh, but to a certain extent, I, I think we've become over-reliant on um, trends and hashtags as opposed to honest conversation and allowing people to emote and express. Uh, even if we don't like what's being expressed or uh, people are articulating, uh, how do we even know how to solve a problem if we don't listen to people and get to the root cause of where a person's bitterness is. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I just love conversation. And that's why you and I and James get along so well together, because it's that authentic conversation. We're always learning from one another. And I know JC, you got a question coming up here too. Well, yes. And uh, I tell you, uh, chief, that was so eloquently put together. Uh, because uh, we are divided right now as a country. And I want to do everything in my power. And um, I'm not a partisan 
type of guy, nor you know that. I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. I'm a people guy. And whatever we have to do as people, forget about the partisan stuff. That's not going right. to bring us together. Uh, we have to learn, just like I mentioned, we have to learn to love each other regardless of our differences. I yes. mean, we have to learn to love each other, whether you're black, white, pink, gold, or purple. Put that to the side, because when I see people, I do not see color. The mm-hmm. only time I see color or religion, religious, is when somebody says something that's stupid, and then <laughs> I, have to, I, I then I have to sit back and say, wow, how did not, I not understand that? If that make any sense, uh, no, it does. And so that's that's where my heart is at. Uh, and uh, this great man Noah, that giving us this opportunity to be on his show today, uh, I I love this guy. Uh, yes, I, I love this guy. He's uh, he's incredible, and he's soft spoken. He got an open heart, just like you and I, T. And uh, yes. I just appreciate you giving us this opportunity. Well, I have it no other way because, you know, when we always have a chat together, there's always something that sparks my, not just my curiosity, but maybe, hey, I you know, I haven't thought about it in that way before. So I'm either, whether it's you or Chief Godby, I am always for the better at the end of the conversation. And Noah, if I can add, uh, very quickly, I, I'm so glad you and James have kind of started the conversation this way because, you know, I, I, I think that we have become such a slogan driven, you know, get it on a bumper sticker mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we codify a, behind an ideal and a phrase as opposed to the nuances of what each other's experiences are. And I say that from the standpoint of, you know, the working class American, whether he or she be white or black, a lot of the issues, if you really listen to the complaints and gripes, in many instances, we have the same challenges towards, you know, moving from, you know, uh, uh, what we want from our families. We all want safety. We all want security. We want a great education for our children. We want them to be able to live in a society where they don't have to, um, you know, fear being the greatest of who they are. But we have, you know, kind of allowed the politicians to kind of drive the conversation. And we really, the people, the, we the people uh, have kind of given over our will to 435 people uh, when we're a country of 350 million of diverse ideas and points of view and concerns that more often than not, we have so much more in common than we have that is against each other. And, you know, I, I love the fact that we're focusing on what's positive, uh, what what makes us alike as opposed to what makes us dissimilar. Uh, I, 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 I think more conversations like this is what allows people to see each other's humanity. Um, and, and until you see somebody's humanity and don't just see them as a, a statistic, 
you don't just see them as a demographic representation, but you see them as a human. You see that they they cry and that they have feelings and they have aspirations and they have things that disappoint them. Um, uh, you know, I think the more we tap into that and we create opportunities to tap into that, my God, we can make such a change in, in this country. Chief, what personal ministries are near and dear to your heart? Uh, maybe ones that you're already a part of or ones that you feel are making a difference in the world that you just kind of kick back and from afar you say, hey, you know what? They're doing great work. And at the end of the day, those opportunities uh, are what opens ministries like the ones you're about to talk about and make them flourish. I really love outreach ministry. And, you know, to me, um, outreach ministry, and when I say outreach, uh, you have people that have, you know, uh, you know, their food deserts in certain areas. Um, there are challenges to get food because of shipping issues now, because of the pandemic. Um, you know, moving goods and services to the people that need them the most, because it takes me to a biblical passage. Jesus said, I was outdoors, and you didn't bring me in. I was in hunger, you didn't feed me. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. I was in jail, you didn't come see about me. And the disciples were, you know, curiously asking Jesus, when did we see you like this? And to me, this is a seminal statement in the Bible as to the essence of who Christ is. Inasmuch as you've done this to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it also unto me. So when we can be Christ in action, we can be his hands, we can be his feet, we can be his mouthpiece, when we can bring hope to people that otherwise have lost hope, um, that's the most exciting part about ministry to me. And Noah and James, I've been in ministry since the year 2000 was when uh, I was I preached my first sermon, and my my late father was my pastor at the time. Um, you know, as a young minister, you want to get a microphone, you want to be charismatic, you want to give a message, and right. you know, it, you know, get people excited about God. And my father used to tell me, if all of the preaching you do is from a pulpit, son, you're going to be a sorry preacher. And I didn't understand the wisdom of what my father was saying as a young minister. Um, but it is so much, and I get I get some tremendous opportunities to preach to thousands uh, through Triumph Church. But what has been most impactful in my life is to look on a, a single mother's face when she's gotten groceries for a month, when otherwise her and her children wouldn't have anything to eat. We were able to give a million dollars worth of laptops and hotspots uh, to young people in Detroit because when the schools close down, there's a huge uh, gap uh, relative to the access to the Internet in the inner city uh, for some poor areas. Uh, to be able to participate in those types of things, uh, Noah and James, uh, those I, I just can't describe the, the measure of joy uh, it is to give to somebody else uh, because I've been so blessed. I mean, God has just. Uh, I've had a blessed career, a blessed family, um, you know, with with its, you know, troubles and heartbreaks as any person will have in life. But I just firmly believe to whom much is given and much is required. And the more God gives you, the more you need to use your time, your money, your influence, um, your talent towards helping the people of God. Um, because if it's all about yourself, you can't take any of this stuff with you when you go, number one. And number two, 
what better representation of Christ than to actually do the things that he talked about in the Bible and to mimic some of the, I mean, mammoth works that he did, you know, feeding thousands, uh, you know, bringing healing to sick. Do I have the power to raise dead like Christ? Absolutely not. Uh, but can I, you know, be of comfort to a family that's mourning and let them know that, yes, I lost my mother and then I lost my father three weeks later and God brought me through it. He can bring you through it, too. Um, those opportunities, uh, I, you know, the older I get, the more I just it humbles me that God has allowed me to be uh, one of you know his many vessels to you know be a, a, in ministry. Noah here and across the county, Chief Ralph Godby Jr. is my guest, along with my co-host for the day, James Cooley. James, one thing we always talk about on your show, the It's Your Life radio show with James Cooley, is we talk about love and joy being the cornerstones, being the foundation. And your show and mine are very similar, where this show is not about me, it's not about Chief Godby, it's not about you, it's about the listener and what they can take away from the program and what they can apply to the, their very lives to enrich themselves. So what would you say to Chief Godby's uh, last response? I want your take on that. Well, well I, I'm glad you uh, give me the opportunity to do that because uh, I just like uh, Chief Godby mentioned, his father was a minister and so was mine. <laughs> and wow. And the thing about this is is no one is I, I I know in 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 my work and my speeches and my shows and everybody think that I am a minister or a preacher. I am a minister, but I'm not yes. a preacher. I'm a teacher. I am a teacher, and the thing that I I take away uh, from this is based on what uh, what the chief just said. Uh, my mother. And if you don't know anything about me, uh, get my book or get my latest book, audio book, Country Boy, City Boy Journey. Is uh, my mother, I love her. Uh, she passed away. My dad passed away. Uh, but my mother instilled in us as a single mother. She had 10 kids. Uh, I was number seven. Six different fathers. And we was put out there that we were not going to do anything uh, in life. We were just going to be there. Uh, but uh, God has a way of saying, oh, no. Mm -hmm. you, follow me. you follow me. Regardless. Now, I'm going to expose all of your faults and whatever that is. And which mine was exposed, or however you want to say that. Uh, but I, he was teaching me. Uh, that you are important, just like this great friend of mine, Chief Ref God, important. And a lot of times we get egg on our face, and we go through trials and tribulations. Uh, but it ain't the joy is not about us. Yes, it's about being able to shine light on that. James Cooley, you're not perfect. You you have done some things, and you have done these things. Chief Garber, you're not perfect. You have done some things. Yes. Your father, your father, oh, oh yeah. Uh, but they did things, too. Uh, yes, so yes. 
Noah is, I, I, I cannot even come up with a better, and I won't even try it, uh, answer to what uh, Chief Ralph Garby uh, just said because uh, I am totally 100% imperfect, but I have learned over the time that to put your faith in God, put your faith in him and everything he do. And, uh, yeah, uh, to me, there was some embarrassments, right? I know you already know that. Uh, but that made me the person that I am today. And I would not change anything. And I just love people. I love everything that we do. Uh, on the It's Your Life, James Cooley Show, everything you do. And I love this guest that you got on the show. Man, I love this guy. And uh, um, to answer your question is, I cannot add anything else because he put it out there. I loved his answer. It was absolutely perfect, and it was very heartfelt. And I really hope that somebody listens to what he said and is able to enrich their own lives. I have a question, actually, each for the both of you, 60 seconds or less, because we're into the last couple of minutes of the show here on Across the County with James Cooley, my special co-host, and Chief Ralph Godby, Jr., my guest. So we'll start with you, Chief. Were there any parts of your time in law enforcement that taught you how to do ministry or your role as chief of staff or just made you a better man and servant leader? I would have to say absolutely yes. And very quickly, you know, a lot of times we forget that law enforcement is a ministry. Uh, because we are to protect and serve and come to aid of those that in a lot of instances can assist themselves, depending on what the emergency is. And I had no idea how much that was preparing me for ministry. And it was very late in my career that I understood that it was ministry, um, you know, from a very, very different perspective. But when you put people first in anything, uh, that is the best way to make it a an opportunity to share Christ in whatever vocation you're in. But it definitely, my career definitely prepared me for what I'm doing now as chief of staff and to serve God's people. James, though, for you as author and a motivational speaker, and you know, you do that so well, has being both of those things or either of those things added to your aspect in life as a servant leader? Okay, so first of all, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I hope I can get it in the 60 seconds or less. Uh, from the time that I was born and from the time that I went through all the challenges that I had from uh, birth to a teenager, I was told I wasn't going to be able to achieve anything. And I was told that you're not going to be anything. Real quickly, um, I planned uh, early that uh, by 35 that I was going to be a millionaire. And I told people that, right? And they laughed at me. <laughs> You're from the same place we are. Oh, so everybody laughed at me, giggled at me. And you know what? I laughed at myself because I went in the Navy and I, I, I did this. But the, the thing that God prepared me with was that, JC, just follow me. And uh, once I became successful and I thought that I knew everything and I thought that it was all me. All me. Uh, you're like, oh no, it ain't you. You said you want to do these things. I'm gonna give these things to you. 
the challenge that I had is that uh, I lost faith. I lost confidence. I lost, and it was taken away from me. Everything was taken away from me because I believed in others before I believed in God. Uh, took everything away, put me at my lowest uh, point in life where I had to build everything back up. Took everything away from me, all my money, everything. And But the, uh, when I came on board and said, it's all about you, he gave it back. And guess what, Noah? That's why I can say uh, I'm nationally every night uh, in uh, Dallas and uh, all over the country, but it ain't me. It's all about God and T. Garvey knows exactly what I'm talking about. It, yes, ain't, ab- it ain't about me. It's about mm-hmm. opening up your heart, giving it up to the God and let him lead the way. Right. It doesn't matter how much money we get. It doesn't matter what type of fame we get. It doesn't matter about those things. What matters is, are we leaving a legacy, Noah? Are we leaving a legacy? Are we leave, leaving the right message where we're honest with others? And it always comes back to legacy, JC. You and I always talk about that on your show quite often, the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, and it echoes here on Across the County. And at the end of the day, if you can't create a legacy that God helped you build, you ain't. Uh, you, don't, you don't have a hill of beans. You don't have anything. And we're, we're just going to leave it at that. So, gentlemen, I, we're out of time, unfortunately. Thank you so much, uh, James Cooley, for co-hosting with me and Chief Ralph Godby. It is an honor and a privilege, as always. One of my favorite guests. I'm on record on James' show and on this show that you're just amazing. And so going into the, into the holidays, I hope people can hear your words of wisdom on this show and really take it to heart. I love you both, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I uh, love hey. you, love you too, Chief and James. Any anything in closing? I just love Noah. You know, uh, I love you, man. You, my producer, and you made my show what it is today, Chief. And just like I always talk to you, I love you, man. I love you, man. Likewise, love you, brother. So uh, let's let's continue this, and let's let's get you on my show. Let's. Let's get you across the county again real soon. Yeah, we will get him on across the county again. We'll have that three-way conversation, and we'll dive more deep into the issues of ministry and the things that really are about bringing people together and not driving people apart.